those who are skeptical or in denial of or just aren't sure about the theory of human-caused climate change are being swept into a dragnet right now, a dragnet designed to silence them. Not just silence them, but throw them out of the marketplace of ideas altogether. Hi, everybody. Welcome to The Brian Sussman Show. I'm Brian Sussman. Thank you for joining me. I'm going to get into that in just a moment. It's an article that I wrote for Western Journal entitled How the Left's Climate Argument is Failing. It's the new denial. But before we get to that, there's exciting news regarding my book, Climate Cult, Exposing and Defeating Their War on Life, Liberty, and Property. I'm super excited about this. We have the book's cover now available, and the cover design exceeded all my expectations. You can see that at briansussman.com or my various social media sites. And on top of all that, we are also told, I'm speaking to myself in the plural now, <laughs> what's going on here? <laughs> we, me, it's, it's just me. That's it. There's no staff. <laughs> it's just me. The publisher has told me that... <laughs> Has told we. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm I'm getting into I'm I'm getting too carried away by the transgender thing. <laughs> but <laughs> the publisher has told me that we are fast approaching a point in time where pre-orders for the book will be available on both Amazon and Barnes and Noble. So I'll keep you posted on that. I want this to come out with a bang. So the pre-orders are going to be very, very important. But nonetheless, let's get back into... Oh, and then one more update for you. Later this week, I'm going to be interviewing Dr. Neil Frank. I'll be posting that as next week's episode. Now, some of you are saying, who's Dr. Neil Frank? Dr. Neil Frank is the longest-serving director of the National Hurricane Center. He's the guy who forecasted the biggest storms on Earth for 13 years. He is a meteorologist's meteorologist. This is a very important interview because Dr. Frank is 92. I wanted to capture his thoughts on video, on audio. I want you to hear it. I want you to see it. Because this man believes with all of his heart that anthropogenic climate change anthropogenic global warming. It's a hoax. He's been saying that for years. So this is going to be a very important, significant interview. I'm going to propose it in three stages. The first will be talking about the quote-unquote theory of human-caused climate change. And I would hope that people on the other side who are at least have a little bit of an open mind would be willing to watch this interview because, again, this guy's not a whack job. He's a meteorologist's meteorologist. You know, the climate models, they're forecasts. They're forecast models. They're forecasting gloom and doom. Sometimes they even put a date on the gloom and doom or an end date on humanity. So these are forecasts. I know this from being a TV meteorologist. I made forecasts every day. But here's Dr. Frank forecasting the biggest storms on Earth. It's as much an art as it is a science. He's going to tell us this, I'm sure. And the art part 
is is the portion of the equation that you've got to get right. It it requires stepping back, not allowing your personal biases to come into play. That's the art. Now, what do we have with, with the climate change agenda? There's so much political bias. There's so much environmentalism bias. There's so much um, sociology bias. That go, all of these radical positions come into play when they're making their forecasts. For example, when it comes to the atmosphere, water vapor. The climate models don't know how to compute water vapor, so estimates have to be made. Now, if you're one who believes the world's going to be coming to an end because of the use of fossil fuels, and you don't like capitalism, and you really like what Marx had to say as opposed to what Locke had to say, there's an opportunity for bias. What about, oh, let's say cloud cover. The computer models don't know what to do with cloud cover. That has to be estimated. So once again, your bias could come into play to skew the modeling, to put forward your gloom and doom calculations. So I know Dr. Frank's going to talk about that. That'll be one part of our interview. I think there'll actually be three completely different interviews that I'll play for you. The second one, I want him to talk about hurricane forecasting. I mean, he's, he's the guy. He's the leader, 13-year director of the National Hurricane Center. So I want him to talk about that. And then third... He has a wonderful, inspirational story. As a scientist, he decided many years ago that he was going to prove there was no God. Guess how that worked out for him. <laughs> he ends up becoming a Christian. So I think there are three different interviews that we'll get out of the interview that I'm going to conduct with Dr. Frank a little bit later this week that you'll be able to see in our next upcoming episode. So let's get back to this story that I wrote at the Western Journal, and I'm going to look at my notes here on the screen. Those contending the theory of human-caused climate change is a hoax are now being swept into a dragnet designed to silence such denial, especially in social media. This is a new report, a group I've never heard of before, the Center for Countering Digital Hate. So what they're saying is, if you're, if you're a denialist, if you're a skeptic, if you don't believe human-caused global warming exists, they're actually putting you into a box of hate. You're a hater. Can you believe this? This is what they're doing. You know, I've noticed this even with my videos. Uh, these podcasts, of course, are on audio and video platforms. I'm also on Rumble as well as YouTube. But on YouTube, what I've noticed they're doing with my, my videos and my Video podcasts don't get anywhere near the viewership that are, they don't get anywhere near the audience that my audio versions of these podcasts get. But nonetheless, even though I'm a small player on YouTube with my podcasts, I'm noticing this that after one of my Brian Sussman Show podcast plays on YouTube, it's oftentimes immediately followed by a video of Bill Gates talking about climate change. So this, is, this is the little game they're playing. Well, it shouldn't surprise me because what the Center for Countering Digital Hate has done is they've measured 
denialists on YouTube. They looked at 12,000 videos, and they're saying YouTube needs to step up to the plate and start denying these people a platform. So they examined over 12,000 YouTube videos, and they say what they've noticed is there's a change. There's something called old denial and new denial. So the old denial, they say, would talk about global warming not happening or human-generated greenhouse gases are not causing global warming. That's the old denial. Now they say there's a new denial. They say the new denial states the impacts of global warming are beneficial or harmless. Climate solutions won't work. Climate science and the climate movement are unreliable. So their solution for all of this, old denial, new denial, is censorship. They want, excuse me, I just hit my microphone here. <laughs> Sorry about that. I'm getting wound up. But the point is, they're, they're saying that the answer is YouTube needs to step up and, one, don't monetize these accounts, and, two, silence them altogether. In fact, here's their recommendation. We want YouTube to declare we do not allow content that contradicts the authoritative scientific consensus on the causes, impacts, and solutions to climate change. First of all, as I will illustrate in my book, Climate Cult, there is no consensus. That's, that's made up. They, they come up with these figures. 97% of all scientists say that's not true. I would, I would say, and I think there are other scientists uh, with, with PhDs who would say that a lot of people working in, climate, in atmospheric science, whether they're forecast meteorologists, consulting meteorologists, or whatever, they don't have any skin in the game on either side. They haven't made a statement, yes or no. That's not their wheelhouse. They want to stay out of the argument. They like their job. They don't want any controversy. They keep their heads down. Shh, I'm not going to talk about it, period. But I go through my book and I list all of these incredible meteorologists and atmospheric scientists and physiologists who say, this thing's a hoax, or at least I'm a skeptic. So that consensus thing is problematic. But here's my other point, and this is what I write in the article. Um, the theory of human-caused global warming and climate change has been debunked, period. That's what science is all about. We take a hypothesis, we take a theory, and then you just beat it up. Look for holes. That's the whole idea of science. Let me, let me show you. This is from my sincere perspective. Let me illustrate a couple holes in, in this hypothesis, in this theory. Uh, first, there have been periods of time on planet Earth where the temperature was clearly warmer than today. And some of this is from, historic, uh, is from historical footnotes, others from the geological record. But how about this? Delici a thousand years ago, they were growing delicious wine grapes in England. You couldn't do that today. It's too cold. The Vikings had a base of operations in Greenland. You can see their old villages buried underneath the ice and snow. The temperature was, and the climate was clearly warmer back then. 
you can look at mountaintops around the world and notice that the tree lines used to be significantly higher. You can see ancient tree stumps. The, the, what happened back then? The temperature was clearly warmer. Or how about this one? I get into some incredible, like, well, incredibly interesting analogies in the upcoming book. But here's one. Uh, a friend of mine who's a, a mathematician helped me come up with this one. Mathematician of the Silicon Valley. For every 62,000 molecules in the atmosphere, only one is a carbon dioxide molecule created by humankind. See, the, the tail in their theory is wagging the dog. That's very problematic. So, yes, we, we've moved on. That's old denial. But the new denial is, is spot on. And this is, this is where my book comes into play. The climate change agenda is attempting to gain converts by frightening the masses with predictions of doom. Every storm, every wildfire, every blizzard, every heat wave, every drought, every big wave event, every cold snap is the result of your carbon footprint. They're shaming you. It's, it's as if extreme weather is new to Earth, like it's never happened before. So their agenda prescribes controlling your behavior from the car you choose to drive to the number of children you have. They claim that their environmental schemes will cleanse the world of a dirty carbon footprint and birth a new area, a new era of social justice and social equity. This is, this is agitprop. So yeah, I mean, many of us, our, our denial has moved on. We, we see the agenda. And I will spell this out for you in the new book in no uncertain terms. And you will come away, even if, even if, for example, you believe in the climate change agenda. You're going to read this book and say, okay, well, I think there is global warming and climate change, but why do we have to recast society? Why do we have to change the entire world economy? Why do we have to go for a one-world government? Why don't I have individual freedom and choice any longer in my own life? That's what's, that's what's going to come out of this. It's, it's a theology of ecology. In fact, there's a little section in the book where I talk about this. And I'll read from that section for just a moment. The premise of climate change has become similar to a system of ecclesiastic belief based on pseudo-facts and science while manifesting traditional religious elements of guilt, revelation, repentance, devotion, and duty. It's as if there's been a fall from original grace and the once perfect Mother Earth has been corrupted by greedy carbon sinners. The leaders of the cult preach dreams of a new world, a pristine environment, a calmed climate, a manageable, a manageable population, and a universal salvation through sustainable development which in turn will expunge the world of social justice, or I should say social injustice, and inequity. So don't take the bait on this. We're, we're in a very, very serious battle right now. Will we win the war? I sure hope so, because there's a lot at stake in all of this. You know, we're just being hit on so many different sides right now. 
with so many changes and alterations to societies we know it, life, liberty, pursuit of happiness being totally hacked and chipped away right now like we've never seen before, well, should it surprise any of us? This is coming after decades, decades of indoctrination. So I continue to try to see, you know, the coffee cup half full as opposed to half empty. I remain hopeful that people will get a revelation, a revelation from God that all of this, all of these points of opposition that we're experiencing, that we're feeling, that we're sensing, that we're hearing about, these are, these are coming at us simultaneously in a way in which we've never seen the world over. And I'm hoping to counter that there is going to be an absolute outpouring of God's Spirit so that people really and truly do get a revelation that will give them hope and peace and joy, even in the midst of the chaos. So that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. I'm really excited about the interview with Dr. Frank. I hope you'll join me in the next episode for that. In the meantime, please make sure you subscribe. Make sure you share. Super important. Thank you so much, and God bless you. Until next time.